Long Life Health presents the Talk Thought Podcast. You're listening to the Talk Thought Podcast, sponsored by Fucking Nothing. episode I really wanted to describe in a serious way, like have no funny intro, but talk about Oh for fuck's sake. Jeez. I'm gonna burn it, I might have something to say. Just quickly. Listen. Sugar free, greens and fats, they're sugar free. Butter in your coffee, sugar free. Cold showers never be sugary. Quality sleep is good for me. I talk a lot of sense, but can't you see? Coconut oil in green tea. Give it a bit of This episode, I'm going to talk about cats and diet. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm going to talk about sugar and why sugar is making you fat and where it creeps in everywhere. What sugar actually is and why you should be having the majority of your calories coming from fat. I know, and I've got, from telling people, I've got a lot of weird looks, because everything we've been led to believe is fat's bad, fat makes you bad, surely fat makes you bad. But there's fat-free things everywhere, like surely that's the way to lose fat. It's not. What generally makes people fat is eating too much sugar. Sugar is our primary source of energy. Our body will always prefer to use sugar for energy. And sugar is in everything, pretty much. Absolutely everything. And it comes in all different forms. You can get really, really refined versions. So like the stuff you'd put in your tea, just teaspoons of sugar. Brown bread, brown rice, that's all sugar to an extent. It's carbohydrates. Sugar, carbohydrates, associate them. Really, it's the same things. Just some are more, and you might have heard the term glycemic either low glycemic, which means they go into your bloodstream slowly, or high glycemic, which rapidly go into your bloodstream. So something like quinoa and then a can of Coke. So quinoa would be the low glycemic, Coke would be the high glycemic. But that's not really important. That's what really fats are. So your breads, pastas, um, your sweets, your potatoes, chips, uh, all these things, rice, they're all your carbohydrates. And when you're on a typical diet, and I'm talking about what generally most people will be on, you eat too much sugar for your body to use because you won't use that much. And you're just unable to use that much. So what happens is you store it. Your body won't get rid of it. You'll store the majority of it as fat. Once we get to a certain point of storage in our bodies, that's it. But then any sugar we eat after that, it gets stored as fat. So that's why really sugar makes you fat. And how ingenious ways that companies sneak sugar into everything and anything and high amounts of it, dangerous amounts of it, to be honest. Because... A teaspoon is about five grams of sugar. A Jaffa cake 
is six grams of sugar. I used to devour a pack of Jaffa cakes easily. That's 72 grams of sugar with a pack of Jaffa cakes that you might have polished off with something like a Lucasade, which I think has 50 grams of sugar. That is so much sugar that your body is not going to function properly. One, because you give it too much. You might feel what you get, and I was never too sensitive to it, but you might get a, a sugar rush. You know, just look at kids and they get that sugar rush and then they crash. What happens is you have too much of that high glycemic sugar that goes in too quickly. You get a massive spike and you overload your body with sugar too quickly, which down the line leads to things like diabetes because your body just stops producing insulin because you can't cope with it. When you do that, you, you might feel all right and alert for <coughs> God knows how long, 20 minutes. But then what happens? You drop, and the ma majority of people will look for another source, like a bag of crisps or a chocolate bar. Just a daily amount of sugar you're taking in is fucking insane. And then you get these fuckers that can seamlessly eat what they want to eat. You know, they don't really, they're not really conscious about what they're eating, they're skinny. Some people can get away with that because they either have really active lifestyles, so they're burning it off, still doesn't do it them any good, down the line it is going to cause problems, but that you just can't see it visually. They're not becoming fat, they're not storing it as fat. So they either, yeah, they really have a high intensity job, they're really active, they exercise a lot or whatever, or simply, they just have a high metabol metabolism. And metabolism, all that is, is when you're sat there doing nothing in a day, how your, you know, how your body needs to, how much your body needs to burn just to function, just to do nothing. So then any activity on top of that ultimately determines how many calories you should get in all day, essentially, whatever. But sugar is snuck in everywhere. And it is a big, big problem. And a big problem is the way advertising and marketing is misleading. And people are realizing they're putting on weight. And I don't think it's a secret that people know if they're scoffing down cakes and biscuits and everything, they get fat. But I, I think they assume sugar is just bad for you. Just like, oh, it's bad for your teeth. You know, it's bad for you in topical ways like your teeth and it might fuck up your skin and some people might have a minor understanding of that but I think what they think is the fat is what's making them fat but again it's the accumulation of sugar it's like a pint glass you can only hold so much if you fill that up it overflows and it doesn't get wasted it gets stored as fat and so you can up your exercise you can up your activity levels sort of compensate for that but you're still causing your body to have them chemical reactions to deal with all the sugar you're giving it which ultimately will fuck it up in the long run you'll suffer with things like if you find yourself finding it difficult to concentrate you work in an office or whatever they will it's the most difficult job and you've got to sit there you've got to stare at the screen there's one there's loads of things you can do to improve your focus you should you should cycle, you shouldn't look at the screen too long, and all these other things. But generally, if you're on these sugar-free diets and you've got a pack of donuts on the desk and the way these, these social situations uh, sort of develop and mould the situation you're in when you're in office, oh, I'll get donuts today or whatever. 
you're all spiking, you're up and you're down, you're up and you're down, and you can't focus. And then when you feel a bit low, you, uh, you might even go for something like a fucking Red Bull or a high sugar energy drink that is full of more shit. And really, when it all adds up, you either get fat or down the line, it causes you problems. It causes you problems like Alzheimer's, diabetes, leads to cancers. It can cause ADHD. It causes inflammation. Loads of things. And sugar does all this. And it's the way we're eating empty foods that are really full of shit rather than nutrients. Refer to my nutrients over calories podcast to get my explanation on that. Why nutrients are really what you want. Calories you shouldn't really give a fuck about to an extent. Stop calorie counting. Listen to your body. It's always the best way to go. So yeah, they sneak it in in loads of different ways. And when you... When you have a good intention to try and lose weight, you might go out and you go, right, I'm putting on a bit of timber here. I'm going to lose it. And you start eating salads and low-fat things. You, Anything that's low-fat will be packed full of sugar. If you don't believe me, if you have anything in your house, wherever you are now, look at anything low-fat and look at the amount of sugar in it. Bearing in mind that five grams of sugar is one teaspoon. And you might have a yogurt that's 14 grams, a small little yogurt. You you might go for some theory like oh, low carb. You know, people understand that carbs put on weight as well. You know, people go on low carb diets. But what they don't do is compensate for the lack of malnourishment, the lack of food they're eating with fats. So they just disregard fats. They might have a bit. But they just get rid of carbs. And what will happen is if you don't supply your body with the energy source, guess what? You feel tired. You feel shit. Yeah, weight will drop off you because you're not supplying it with energy. You'll start using up the sugar you have in your system, then the fat, and then ultimately you'll lose weight. But how long can you maintain that until you start feeling so fucking weak? Not long. And that's what the Atkins diet tends to do. And people, when they follow what they think is the Atkins diet, they have low carbs. And it's all well and good for a bit. Look how much weight I've lost and all this and that. But look at them fuckers a few months down the line. They put it all back on. And what's bad about that is when you starve your body of something, your body's really good at adapting and it understands things. So when you've starved your body with car uh, of carbs for a while, and you look good, maybe you've gone on holiday and you look all trim and that. The moment you go back and eat them carbs, you... Your body goes, right, we're fucking keeping hold of these. And you store it and you stack it back on quicker than before. It's actually a technique for people doing long-distance events. They actually starve themselves with carbs a few days before. And then a couple of days before the event, they eat loads and loads of carbs. So your body goes, right, we're storing all these. And you store your maximum amount of carbs. It's called carbo-loading. And that's for like people that are doing long-distance events. But this is what you should be doing. Now, you're, again, your illusion with fat makes you fat. If you believe that, if you don't, then I'm probably just reiterating information to anyone that understands what ketosis is. Ketosis is you're not metabolizing sugar for energy, you're metabolizing fat for energy. So you don't supply your body with enough sugar for it to be used as energy but you supply it with loads of fat 
So it uses that for energy. Here's the benefits. You don't get energy spikes. You feel mild ups and downs, but generally you feel consistent throughout the day. You feel consistent and you have ups, but you don't really ever feel lows because you haven't dramatically dropped. You sort of fade away and then you eat more fat again. Your body will send you a signal, you get hungry again and you have fat. You have loads of fat, right? So you might have, um, say, loads of oil drizzled over some greens and then a source of protein. When you want to get your body into metabolizing fat, if you want to pull it into ratios, if that makes it better, you want to look to 60 to, the way I say it, 60 to 70% of fat in your diet, of your calories come from fat. Yeah, 60 to 70% of your calories come from fat. And then 20% from protein. Don't overdo it with the protein to compensate for the lack of food because ultimately you eat too much protein, it converts into carbohydrates and then boom, you're using sugar for energy again. You don't want that. So you have moderate protein, around 20%. And then you have your greens, your stuff that's packed full of all the nutrients that you need. So stuff like spinach, kale, broccoli, asparagus, celery, cabbage, lettuce, all these things. And then here's what you should consider. When you're first getting into this, be as strict as possible. Otherwise, you just prolong the stage and it's, it's not nice because your body's having to adjust, not having sugar. You feel a bit weak. It is difficult. You do feel starving. You might feel like you're even getting sweats on because of your glucose imbalances. But this passes. If you are doing it, again, refer to or ask me some questions. Reach out to me in any way and ask answer any questions on it. But if you do it, take a supplement called chromium. Hydrate as best as you can whilst doing it. And stay away from artificial sweeteners. Although they don't have any sugar in them, you get sugar-free things. What, um, excuse me. what happens is you trick your body into thinking you're eating something sweet. Therefore, you still crave sweet things. You want to get out of that stage as possible. And when your body starts metabolizing fat, you'll know because you'll stop craving sweet things. And your palate will change where you can deal with more bitter tastes, more stronger tastes. Like you might be able to, you might find it so difficult right now to have a black coffee. Get into ketosis, you can drink a black coffee a lot easier. And then being ketosis for a while, and if you ever go back to that sugared coffee, you'll notice how sweet it tastes because your palate will adjust. Your whole body will adjust. But being as strict as possible and in that initial stage is really important. When you consider it, and if you're someone that wants to do it, look for healthy sources of fat. There is a difference between good fats and bad fats. So you want things like coconut oil, MCT oil, hemp oil, flaxseed, extra virgin olive oil, grass-fed butter, so look for Kerrygold butter. Look for the unsalted silver packet if you're putting it in coffee and stuff like that. Ghee, which is spelled G-H-E-E, -E, just a clarified version of butter. Cream, you know, get a high-fat cream. Don't get the lighter version. I put whipped cream on my uh, coffee in it. Peanut butter. These sources of fats are going to be healthy sources. Look for, again, become conscious of what you're buying with everything. 
don't be, well, again, take it as seriously as you want to, but the sugar added in everything, even health products and health companies, and they say this, and you go, fuck, what are you sneaking sugar in for? Because they want you to keep buying it, and you'll keep buying it if it tastes good. And sugar normally what makes it taste good. So look out if you're buying, especially things like peanut butter. Again, cream, don't get the lighter versions of stuff because they'll be packed full of sugar. So start having more fats. Again, 70% fat. And your body will get into a stage of now you metabolize fat for energy. And it can take a few days or it can take two weeks. But getting over that initial hump is the most difficult part. And then that's it. That's it. You're then fully functioning. And you just then start getting better and better at figuring out what to eat, how to do it. And the good thing about it is it forces you, because all generally all the bad stuff that's out there that does all shit that's full of shit is stuff that's also packed with sugar. So when you remove all of that, you narrow down the foods you're left with are actually just real foods. So you end up getting so much more nutrients than you are. You function better anyway because you're on fat. But then when you're forced to eat your greens and stuff, you know, to fill your meals out, not just to fill your meals out because you want them nutrients anyway, but you start becoming less ill. You function better. You might find your skin gets better. You might find if you have any joint or arthritis problems, they get better because you've reduced inflammation in your body. Things to consider when you are on it though, hydrate. You will dehydrate a little quicker on ketosis, but as long as you're drinking enough water, you're pissing clear on water, you'll be all right. Use things like salt, Himalayan salt specifically. Himalayan salt is one of the best sources of salt you can get. Use that. And generally, if you can take this on board, again, ask me any questions. Do your own research on ketosis or ketogenic diets. I'll leave some links to some good websites in the description. But generally, this this will catch on eventually because it not only does it deal and solve with loads of health problems down the line, loads of common ones at the moment, but it also removes so many issues now. And the way you want to look at it is, you know, like people say, oh, it's boring, this. There's loads of stuff I eat and I've had some of the nicest meals without carbohydrates. But what you've got to consider is, you do things, anything you do, really, you do it to feel good. Now, when you have a massive bowl of ice cream, granted, it feels good. But how do you feel after that? How good does, how long does that good feeling last? And then how long does the bad feeling last? The bad feeling always outweighs the good feeling. So it's not worth it. But you will outweigh the bad feeling taking the sugar out because you'll constantly feel good then it's just up to you to make your mind up. What's better? Is it short-term, little bit of mouth pleasure, but long-term drag? And to, to keep that feeling going, you're going to have to keep eating shit, sweet things, and down the line it will catch up on you. Don't wait for a health scare. Prevent these things early. When you're considering also when you're considering doing it be strict in that initial stage and then you can start adding small sugar things not enough to kick you out but start indulging in little treats like raw organic chocolate something that's at least 70 percent 
and I have blueberries in the morning. That's a low sugar fr fruit and it's full of really good stuff. And then every now and then you can have that fucking bowl of ice cream, that dessert or whatever you want. But then how you feel after that will really be all the evidence you need to see what's worth it. But like I say, everything is balanced. Generally, you want to live a healthy lifestyle. And I'd say avoid all the sugar, go for more healthy fats and stuff. And if you are having sugar, dabble in a bit of good sources. But generally balance. I wouldn't say be like that for your entire life and not enjoy any moments where if it's um, a party or a birthday cake or something, have a slice of cake. You know, you'll be kicked out for a little while, but then you'll get back in. And if you've been doing it for a while, you'll get back in a lot quicker just until you burn up that piece of cake. And if you want to take it seriously, look at exogenous ketones. So it's basically something you can put in a drink, mix up, and you take it. And it supplies your body with loads of ketones, and they go, oh, yes, yes, and they get back into ketosis, basically. Um, and one more thing. With alcohol, look for something, of course, that doesn't have any sugar in it if you're mixing. And just bear in mind, if you're metabolizing alcohol, if you drink alcohol, whilst you're metabolizing that alcohol, you can't metabolize fat. So you do come out of ketosis and your body will just try and be functioning with alcohol. But if you're pissed, you won't really notice. But until that alcohol is used, you know, is gone, however you want to put it, you'll be trying to metabolize alcohol. And you won't be metabolizing fat. So bear that in mind. For me, I go for and look up my hangover prevention podcast where I describe good sources of alcohol. But for me, I just go for something like um, vodka soda. Yeah, I just go for vodka soda. Soda's just like carbonated water. And then uh, the best source of vodka I can get. So I don't really have any sugar, um, providing that vodka has no added sugars. Look out, again, for ones that are coloured and flavoured and all this shit. And, yeah, have a few drinks. Worth it. I had a beer the other night. So worth it. Again, that's what I talk about with balance. I'm good 90 to 95% of the time. And on this one occasion, I had a beer. And the feeling I got relaxing and enjoying that beer in the mind frame it put me into was so much more worth it than not having that beer just for the sake of sticking to my diet. But again, it's balance. It's not that excuse to go, yeah, but I feel good if I have eight beers a day, 20 cigarettes, and do a line of cake. It's not. It's balance. Just be honest. And again, say how seriously you want to take it, but I'm looking out for my future as much as I can. So again, 90 to 95% of the time I'm good, and I'm going to enjoy and indulge in the moments when I want to have the occasional beer or drink or even dessert, but balance. But I'll touch on this topic more in the future, but for now that's it really on me trying to convince you to start getting rid of sugar. If you want... If you want to consider doing this, if you want to consider doing it and you want to take it seriously, reach out to me because I am still looking for a few more case studies. And hopefully, 
more people start getting on board with ketosis. See where I go with it as I continue my promotional journey. But other than that, enjoy your lives. Fuck your wives. Stay safe.